Now, thank goodness, the technology has evolved where they can replicate in a lab, like say irritation on rabbit skin or, or a mouse skin. So instead of having to test on the animal, they can test on the, on the genetic substrate for reactivity. So they don't even have, to, they really don't even have to test on animals anymore. So the technology has evolved to the point that if you're testing on animals, the only country that, that still kind of demands that is China. And they're starting to back off because they realize that, you know, people care. This is the Healthy Lifestyle Solutions Podcast, and I'm your host, Maya Acosta. If you're willing to go with me, together we can discover how simple lifestyle choices can help improve our quality of life and increase our longevity in a good way. Let's get started. All right, friends, welcome to another episode of the Healthy Lifestyle Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Maya Acosta. Now, as you know, I continue to have interviews from the Vegan Women's Summit. And today I'm going to talk to you about a product that you are you may not be familiar with. It's called Chella. And I have the founder here with me. His name is Chris Kalajuski. And Chris has been an invited speaker on the subjects of keys to retail success and has given his speech to the following organizations, the American Association of Cosmetology Schools, CNBC TV, Bloomberg Radio, Face and Body Atlanta and San Jose, and the international beauty show Las Vegas and the most recent ISPA 2019. And like I said, we met at the Vegan Women's Summit and I picked up some samples here that we're going to talk about. Um, so let's welcome Chris. How are you? Maya, I couldn't be better and just beyond thrilled and excited to be on your show. Honored to be here. Um, what an incredible podcast. And I was researching your site and looking all the uh, looking at all the tremendous folks that you'd had before me come and speak um, and just really love the passion with what you're doing with plant-based food and plant-based eating and being an advocate for that and education for that. And it's become a passion of mine because I had a real health scare about five years ago. So looking forward to sharing kind of what happened to me and, and the journey that I've been on. But um, anyway, congrats to you and all your success and and bringing this invaluable knowledge, this really life-saving healing knowledge out to uh to the masses with your platform. Thank you. That's so kind of you to say that. <laughs> you know, so I'm going to, when I air this, I'm going to try to share some of the photos that I took uh, from the Vegan Women's Summit when I attended. I walked by your display and great job, by the way, on the booth that you had at the summit. Beautiful products. And the first thing that I did, because um, I didn't have a lot of time, as you probably guessed, I was working in the media room interviewing speakers that were coming off stage. And I had like the schedule that I had to go by. So every once in a while, when I had free time, I would sneak out of the media room <laughs> and then just see what who was there, what products were available all vegan friendly, all cruelty free, wonderful products that we'll discuss. And so I approach your booth and I, I, I'm looking around and I, and I say to probably your better half that was there. <laughs> I, and I said, I could use a great lipstick right now. And she said, Oh no, we don't do lipsticks. It's all eye beauty like all eye products. And so then I said, Oh, great. Now I'm not going to really have time because <laughs> I just didn't have that time. So you're going to share with my listeners, all of that, you know, what you provide, and how women can learn more about um, Chella. And I'm and am I saying the name right? Yes, 100%. Okay, so wonderful. So let's start with your story. First of all, 
Chris, I remember I went after the day summit. It was a full day summit. The next day, there was a networking event yeah. at the World Trade Center, the new World Trade Center that I had not been to. It was wonderful. And again, I saw you there. I introduced myself because, again, I had limited time during the actual summit. And you told me that you have a past as a former NFL player, football player. Yes. Way back Tell when. Tell us about that. <laughs> sure. You know, it, it, it's a good place to start because it really kind of, you know, in a uh, circuitous way leads to how I got into cosmetics and, and I guess also plant-based eating. But um, for me, that journey started when I was in the third grade. And it's been a big part of my life to understand setting intention, um, having a transformation and then manifesting what you want. And in the third grade, I walked up to my dad. We always watched Sunday football together. And I said, I'm going to play pro football one day. And my dad was a very positive guy. He's like, yep, you can do that if that's what you want. So went out, uh, Pop Warner, put on the pads, the helmet and all the gear. And now still third grade magical kid thinking, you think you're invincible. Like, oh, I'm Superman. I got all this stuff on. I can't get you know hurt. Boom. Until the first time you get hit. But I had that feeling of feeling like Superman. So that transformed my intention and set me on a path of manifestation, which was every day I told myself, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to play pro football. So I found out what the stats were, what, what, how fast and big and strong I needed to be to do it. And I was very blessed in terms of health and coaching and all the mentorship that went into that. But I achieved that goal and ended up being the, the second round pick for the Steelers in 1984, way back when, and actually a starting tight end as a rookie. Now, um, I, I kind of want to be able to share, not kind of, I'm going to share about how that ultimately led to me being in cosmetics. Because I watched my mom when I was in the fourth grade, my parents got divorced. It was amicable, but I spent time living with my mom and living with my dad. And at the times that I was living with my mom, when I was younger, I saw her a uh, single woman, two jobs in an apartment, two kids doing everything she could to make it happen. And it wasn't happening for her the way she wanted. And she set an intention. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to change. Got more education. And the next year founded her own company and 10 years later retired. And so I saw her set intention, transform and manifest this new future for herself. And it took me a long time to understand that. How do you go from pro football player to investment banking, corporate finance, real estate development, to cosmetics, that's not that's not the normal route, right? But what what I realized through the investment banking part was I wanted to own my own company and my own business. What I didn't realize was the subconscious driver for me about why I ended up in cosmetics. It was about empowerment. It was about helping people achieve that moment of transformation. And, and Maya, let me ask you, what was it like the first time that you put on makeup? And how old were you when you remembered? Oh my gosh, this makes me feel really beautiful. Well, to be honest, I'll yes. tell you briefly. Um, I was not allowed to wear makeup, but back in the day, I remember finding out in a magazine or something about a product that I could order on. On I was going to say online, but online was not an option back then. But catalog, yeah. And my makeup a palette arrived uh -huh. in a beautiful sort of a little bit bigger than this, um, in a package, beautiful, uh, packaging and branding. And I would, you know, go to high school and sneak around and wear my makeup. I loved it, Chris. I loved wearing makeup. It just makes a woman feel so good. 
Right, for sure. My better half just came here. She did take some pictures of oh, us. We yes, could post online. <laughs> Maya remembered meeting you, Sarah. So, yeah, come on. You can pop Hi, in. Hi, Sarah. Oh, How are you? Good to see you. Hi. <laughs> anyway, keep it keep it alive. So yes. it transformed you and how you felt, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that was the subconscious driver for me was understanding that we can help people with those moments where they apply makeup, ours in particular, brow and eye makeup, and they go through that transformation where they look in the mirror and they go, wow, I really look and feel beautiful. And it gives them that confidence maybe to, to manifest to the next level of their life and what they want to accomplish. And then the ultimate goal, I think, is that you realize with or without the makeup, you're still that beautiful person. You're just more empowered. So um, anyway, I think that's the founder story. How do you go from pro football to cosmetics? And it was really inspiration, manifestation and transformation, all of those. And it's a big part of my life because I love to share with people that they're they're limitless. Anything that they want or desire, they're able to do. But it's got to start with an intention, right? Something they're passionate and a desire. And then from there, that can birth, you know, transformation and manifesting it. You know, I, I want to add also to what you were talking about, just the personal transformation. And I really need to research this again to um, to find the article that I once read about how, in this case, a woman uh, is perceived when, and this was based on some studies that were done of whether you're uh, not wearing makeup at all to where you're wearing makeup in a sort of business fashion. And then when you're heavily <laughs> wearing makeup, like too much and how people view you and perceive you. And when a woman doesn't wear makeup and she goes to a, say a business meeting or she's around other colleagues, people perceive her as not putting effort into herself. And I need to find this article, but that Please. ever since I read it, I said to myself, gosh, at least I need to do my eyes and a light lipstick to show that I care about my appearance, that right. how I'm perceived by others matters to me. And I know that a lot of women nowadays, you know, it depends. Some women don't like wearing makeup. It feels heavy. You know, now at, I'm an ethical vegan. We'll, we'll talk about that as we move, you know, at one point when we talk about makeup, what that means. But it becomes more difficult when we're looking for cruelty free products. But I will say again that it does matter. Ever since I read that article, I now pay attention to individuals to see have they put a little bit of effort, even with our hair, because a lot of times we're very busy. We just want to run errands and it doesn't matter what <laughs> what our appearance looks right. like. But uh, transformation, it stands out what you just said about Chella. For sure. Thank you, Maya. And and thank you for sharing uh, the, the, your personal story and journey. And also uh, when you find that article, please, please send it along. Um, we did a deep dive research on our customers to really try to connect with them and better understand who they are and what they want and what they're about. And we, we had thought, right, um, our customer was a 20 to 30 year old woman. And we found that she's a 30 to 40 year old woman who is much like you, a powerful woman who is in front of people. And I'll say, and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but I'll say that the joy of connecting to make a difference like you have a point of view, you want to connect with your audience and make a difference. Now I'm being presumptuous there, but that's what came back. And what's beautiful about that is that um, they, much to the article, they subconsciously know that no makeup is not a look for them, that they want to be kind of natural to natural enhanced 
and they feel if they have too much makeup, they're intimidating and not approachable and not real. So too much makeup equates to not real, but you know, just putting your brows on and a touch of lipstick, you can pull off this beautiful natural to natural enhanced look. And it's kind of a no makeup makeup look. And that's really what where our sweet spot is as a company and what we're trying to advocate for it. And, and by the way, no makeup or tons of makeup, whatever you love and feel comfortable, that's you. That's what you should do. Um, but just kind of as professional women that are forward facing, that was the feedback that we got. So I thought it might be helpful to uh, to share. That is pretty cool because I have seen celebrities that have moved into that space, whereas at one point they were pressured by their own team to wear heavy makeup, right? Because they're performing. So, of course, you need more makeup when you're on stage and all. And when you're in the public eye, but I have seen, I think Alicia Keys was the one that sort of motivated me to ease, you know, come off a little bit off that lipstick and dark eyeliner. And at the same time, you know, I make my own decisions about my own appearance, but my husband actually told me very early on that he didn't like that heavy makeup look. And right. I thought, okay, great. We're on the same page. Because <laughs> there you go. I'm not going to be that person that is fully made up. I'm just not, I don't put that much effort, but I still want to, I still enjoy wearing eyeliner and lipstick and a little bit of blush. I, I yeah. enjoy it. That's lovely. Fantastic. Alicia Keys, one of my all-time faves. <laughs> Yes. So, yes. Tell us more about um, so your the inspiration in many ways started with your mother, uh, who you saw become an entrepreneur on her own. And she was able to retire. Did you say 10 years after yeah. she started yeah. the company? Correct. Incredible. So I don't know too much about football. So <laughs> I, I'll be honest, but I do know a couple of things that I paid attention in terms of how short the career is. Um, the sort of injuries that people live with afterwards, players, um, you know, they, they're, the career is short. And if they don't build something afterwards, right, if they don't create um, a business like yourself, I mean, then what do you do afterwards? And then we also know you come into a lot of money so quickly in your career I always see it as an opportunity to expand, to invest. Um, so tell us more about that. Like how then, so your mother was one of the inspirations behind creating your makeup line. And and then what else happened? I guess early in my career, I got, I got hurt um, in the 11th game of my rookie season. And I got a shattered kneecap and two severed ligaments. And, and I was actually never able to play again. So in some ways, it was a blessing for me because back then, I mean, this was 40 years ago, I hate to say, um, they they didn't know anything about CTE or chronic traumatic encephalitis. And the brain injuries that occur uh, and are occurring still today are are devastating for football players. Um, There's been a lot of guys that have taken their own lives and they wrote a suicide note and they shoot themselves in the chest and say, you know, I know my brain is not right. You know, please examine me. Um, and one of my best friends, Mike Webster, when I played, he took me under his wing uh, as a rookie. He, he'd been, you know, four time Super Bowl champion, one of the greatest players ever. Um, he was case number one. He was diagnosed with CTE post uh, death. And they, they don't really they can't find out until you die. And they do a brain examination to find out, find out if it's there. There's a great movie called Concussion all about it. But, you know, that was a very short part of my career. I immediately then had to fall back on my finance degree. And I went into actually real estate development, um, building commercial and, and residential homes out in, in uh, Malibu, California, of all places, because I went to Malibu Park Junior High and Santa Monica High School. 
Then from there, suffered the uh, the real estate collapse in uh, 1990 through 95. It was a big depression, recession that hit California. Then went into investment banking, corporate finance, and I did that for 10 years, um, which I enjoyed tremendously. But then there was an opportunity uh, for me to start Chella, and that really became a passion for me um, b- because of that whole notion of being able to empower others and help them learn how to manifest and transform and um, make it happen for themselves, set intentions. And so I think where I'm at at, with the company right now is I want to be able to share, you know, that good news. But, you know, five years ago, I got diagnosed with uh, type two diabetes. And I was told by my doctor for 30 years prior to that, that I was going to get diabetes because it was genetic and it ran in my family. And those are two of the biggest falsehoods that you can tell a patient. There's nothing genetic about lifestyle. Um, And the only accurate part about that part about the family thing is that I got diabetes because I ate the same food my family ate. So my my grandparents got diabetes. My dad got diabetes and I got diabetes because we all ate the same animal products and fat and all that stuff. And it was my better half, Sarah, who popped in earlier, who I got the diagnosis and she went home and said, you know, that's BS. There's a natural because immediately get the drug recommendation. You got to take all these drugs. Um, So she found uh, a resource, Dr. Greger, who wrote a book called How Not to Die. And she flipped it open to diabetes and it said, go plant based. And I became a plant based 90 percent vegan the next day. Literally the next day, within 90 days, my A1C went from nine and a half to six and a half. My cholesterol went from 270 to 150. And within six months, my fatty liver disease uh, resolved. And my my blood panels today, five years later, um, are are that of like a 20-year-old. My kidney and liver function is absolutely perfect. And uh, I'm off all meds. So it was a tremendous, tremendous transformation. And I owe it to plant-based. So um, that's been a, a big inspo. Incredible. I love that. Love hearing these stories. I've seen, you know, documentaries where they are able to show that within seven to 10 days of just cleaning up the diet, you can see an improvement in your blood pressure and your blood sugar. It, this is incredible. So now here you are. And this was five years ago, you said? Yes. Yeah, Exactly. I've heard some people say that you can reverse, and I'm doing quotes here, reverse type 2 diabetes. Some people say that it goes into remission. But either way, it sounds like you you are in a good place uh, with your diabetes. For sure, 100%. And I, I, uh, like you, I've watched so many of those documentaries. Uh, you know, What the Health is an amazing documentary. Um, the one that Arnold Schwarzenegger did, uh, Game Changers, is an incredible documentary. Um, I don't know if you've seen the one fasting, but um, both those documentaries mention a clinic up in Santa Rosa, California called True North. Um, and they have become my primary care doctors regarding this. And uh, Dr. Vares up there is absolutely beyond brilliant. Uh, so, yeah, we, we've completely reversed it without medication. Um, so I'm very, very happy about that. Most people think, you know, diabetes is a disease of sugar. Um, it's actually not a disease of sugar. Sugar is the consequence and you have too much blood sugar in your blood because you, you're unable to process the sugar because your cells are loaded with fat and, and mainly too much saturated fat. So as I removed the dairy and the, uh, the full fat cheese and uh, the animal products from my diet, all of a sudden I started burning off all that fat. I lost 50 pounds 
and was able to then, you know, burn the sugar and the numbers come right back down. So it's amazing if you let the body heal, you know, what it what it's capable of. Yeah. Wonderful. Congratulations. And Dr. Yeah, Dr. Michael Greger is one of my heroes as well. I'm going to put a link to his website, nutritionstats.org. I, I, you know, whenever I have a question about something related to either food or if there are, if there have been studies associated with a particular topic, I go to his website because he does all of the um, questioning whether studies have been done. He even addresses myths, you know, um, when people believe that certain things are true or not, he'll show you whether there are studies to put it to the test. He says, yeah, that's right. He puts everything to the test. I love that. I love that guy. That's my favorite resource I give to everybody. I said, you really want the truth. I mean, his, one of his most recent books was how not to diet. And there are over 2000 peer reviewed double blind clinical uh, trials that were referenced in that book as a reference about, is this true or not? Let's put it to the test. And here's the AB test on that. So, that's yes. a, a tremendous uh, compendium of, of resource. Yes. Have you fasted at True North? You said that one of the physicians has become your go-to. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I've done probably 25-day water fast. I, I do three plus a year. Um, I, I practice intermittent fasting. I'll give you kind of my health routine, uh, what's really worked for me. But I, I've been practicing intermittent fasting for five years and then the five day water fast for five years. So um, there was a there's a guy at USC. Well, um, the guy from Harvard, uh, I can't remember his name right now, David Sinclair. He's brilliant and advocates five day fasting and, and the benefits of cellular autophagy. And then basically days three, four and five of the fast, you start growing your own stem cells. You start growing your own native stem cells. And the guys at USC proved that if you do those five day water fast consecutively, so let's say January 1st through 5th, February 1st through 5th, March 1st through 5th, there is a consecutive benefit of doing them three in a row, not five days, five days, five days, back to back to back, but a month apart. And so I do that and then I'll take 90 days off and then I'll do it again. But um, it's, yeah, the benefits are, are crazy. Good. That's great. I've been interested, but my husband is the one that's doing all the research um, because that's become a lifestyle that he also wants to adopt, which is intermittent fasting. And I know of David Sinclair because of him, because he'll tell me about the latest research and how just this is you're really giving your body the opportunity to heal because every time we eat, we kind of add stress to the body and it has to focus not so much on the healing, but on the processing of the food. Um, and you probably know more since you've been doing this for five years. This is so cool. I'm yeah. so glad that we were talking about this because I initially I was, yeah, I was initially drawn to Chella, but here you are giving me all this great content as well in terms of health and intermittent fasting. Fasting in general is something that I'd like to explore more on my podcast as well. And um, Dr. Alan Goldhammer is going to be at this um, conference that I'm going to at the end of the month, National Health Association's annual conference. And he's at True North as well, as you know. So this is really cool. I I may if I if I get a chance, I'm going to see if I can interview him. He might be. Oh, good luck! I hope you do. (laughs) That'll be incredible. I mean, you know, from a common sense standpoint, it just makes sense. Every time you eat, you're making your body produce insulin, which which is a uh, if you have if you're snacking and eating all day long, you're insulting your body with insulin all day long. 
which is inflammatory. Too much insulin is inflammatory. So now you're in a constantly inflamed state. And when you think about how we eat from you know breakfast all the way through ice cream right before you go to bed, you're basically never giving your body a time to rest. You have that last meal right before you go to bed. So now you're digesting all night and you wake up and you start to cycle again. And, and the entire time you're inflaming yourself with bad food. So when you eliminate 16 hours of eating, then your body actually gets through digestion and has 16 hours then to heal and repair and restore. And that's it's pretty simple science when you, when you look at it from that perspective. If I'm not eating, I must be repairing and healing. And that's what your body needs time to do. Absolutely. Thank you for giving a recap of what uh, intermittent fasting looks like. Um, it, so the other thing I wanted to talk about, and we can continue on your health story, but uh, or how, however you want to go with this conversation. But I wanted to say that as on the podcast, we mainly talk about lifestyle medicine, nutrition, activity, physical activity, stress management, all that good stuff, getting enough sleep. But because a lot of my my listeners are women, I've also started to talk about environmental toxins and toxins that are found in our beauty products. And so, and I'm talking about personal care products, makeup, household, all of that. And so I myself started to make a change, gosh, 20 years ago, I, you know, in terms of yeah, what I put on my hair, just everything. I'm very careful about what I put on my skin. That matters to me. So when we talk about Chella, I would love for you to talk about that as well, because we know that our skin is one of the largest, is the largest organ that absorbs what we put on on it in, in a sense. And it can, um, I'm learning that environmental toxins can also be endocrine disruptors and can affect women's health. And so, yeah, tell us more about how you moved into that space. So we went from a personal injury that you had that took you out of the NFL, unfortunately, to learning about how you got a hold of your health and reverse your type 2 diabetes. And now you're doing intermittent fasting, which I think is awesome. It increases your longevity, not only quality of life, but telomeres, as you probably yeah. know. And uh, so tell us more. Thank you, Maya. Yeah, it's, it's um, super important. The same for the same reasons that you started doing in 20 years ago, we started looking at um, from day one, we founded our company 20 years ago is anti-aging skincare. And for me, you know, there was so much competition in the market. It, it came down to what are our natural ingredients and what can we do that's natural and active that's going to have some kind of cellular communication properties and you got to kind of be careful because as soon as you say you're changing cells and you're you're no longer a cosmetic you're a drug uh, but as you know their natural botanicals and ingredients are very powerful the you know all those berries with the the blue and the red they help kill those endocrine disruptors and and help you know your body heal and, and because it's your skin, it, it works. So we got really big into amino acids and peptide chains that would have cellular function. And because of that, we wanted to look at the preservative bases. And that started, gosh, about 12 or 13 years ago. The standard preservative base was parabens. And there's a lot of controversy about whether or not parabens are good or bad. Your body naturally produces parabens. But what's the difference between natural parabens and synthetic parabens? And so we, we did a lot of study on that and we came up with some uh, preservative bases that weren't paraben so we could be completely paraben free. 
And then as we evolved, we realized that we needed to make sure that we were abiding by clean beauty. And, and because of my lifestyle change of being vegan, I wanted everything in our product line to be vegan. So we're very big on clean beauty, uh, no animal testing, um, completely, uh, you know, organic as much as we possibly can in terms of the ingredients that we use, a lot of vitamin C, vitamin A, vitamin E, um, you know, kelp, we'll use natural uh, ingredients like that, even in our cosmetic formulas. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're super big on clean beauty and, and vegan and cruelty free. Those are really kind of landing uh, pads for the foundation of, of our cosmetics. This is awesome. I wonder how many of my listeners understand uh, the animal byproducts that are used in makeup and in the testing phase. Sure. So I, if you'd like to talk about that, but I remember hearing um, certain things like even it's not makeup, but Vaseline and what that's made out of. I think right. that's petroleum. Yeah, petroleum <laughs> oil. Yeah. yeah. And uh, crude oil. I, kind of. These are the things that whether you're an ethical vegan or not, I think many people, Chris, care about animals. And when you learn that in the industry, many people test on animals so that they can sort of protect themselves against lawsuits and, and really to see how, how animals are reacting to some of the makeup. It's kind of harsh. At the same time, if you have to test it on an animal, you might not want to put it on your skin in the first place. <laughs> I'm just saying it's probably not as natural. So what kind of things are found? In, and, and one more thing before um, you answer that question. I think it's a smart idea just in general. I follow, um, I used to watch like these YouTube influencers that do makeup. Uh, take, um, how, how would you say it? They They show you how to apply makeup. And in that, they started to develop their own makeup lines because they've become very famous. Sure. And many of them, they may not be ethical vegans, but they choose the vegan makeup route because it covers everyone. Right. No one's going to say, I don't want that makeup because it's cruelty free. Well, I, I would think, you know, th there's a lot of people who say and came up to us at the Vegan Women's Summit. And by the way, what an incredible job Jennifer, the organizer and founder of that has done. Uh, you know, the, the I'm sorry, I'm segueing, but from what it was the year before in L.A. to its second year, you know, and we got to talk about Mayor uh, Eric Adams. Did you were you there for that? No, I, I think oh I was playing in that uh, evening. I missed it. I, I'll share some great stories about him in a sec, but but we have people come up saying I only will use products that are vegan and ethical and cruelty free. You know, I'm wanting the confirmation that we weren't tested on animals. And to that animal point that you brought up, now thank goodness the technology has evolved where they can replicate in a lab, like say irritation on rabbit skin or or a mouse skin. So instead of having to test on the animal, they can test. On the, on the genetic substrate for reactivity. So they don't even have, to, they really don't even have to test on animals anymore. So the technology has evolved to the point that if you're testing on animals, the only country that, that still kind of demands that is China. And they're starting to back off because they realize that, you know, people care. You know, for me, my personal journey is just so crazy in that regard. I'll, I will confess, I went to University of Wyoming and I was a, a hunter and a fisher and a fishing guide. And, you know, I used to kill my own meat and, and slaughter it and eat it. And I, I cannot imagine doing that to an animal anymore, ever. So, it, it, you know, one was for health, but then you start growing and evolving in consciousness and you realize, you know, these are sentient beings. 
These are animals. They have feelings. And of course, it's easy to say you're not going to kill and eat a dog. Everybody loves dogs. Um, but when you start putting it to the entire food chain, then you realize, you know, the cows have feelings, the pigs have feelings, all of it. So I, I really love the fact that my heart is now open to that and confess that I wasn't, but I'm on that journey now. Yeah, well, we all are on a journey. I think that times are changing and the more footage, uh, really the documentaries did it for me, the more you see what is hidden from us. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. I mean, if we care about just even sweatshops, or there, there are probably other names for how we really take advantage of other uh, workers in other countries to create products that are imported into our country. Uh, if we care about human rights, if we care about those kind of issues, we should, of course, we should care about animals suffering for for our pleasure in many ways when it comes to like testing on them. Um, so, yeah, what kind of other things are found in makeup that are sort of like byproducts of animals? Um, well, n not for shock value, but um, horse urine called urea, ureic acid, um, it has been used in skincare and still used in skincare because it's very effective. Um, oh my God. Yeah. So I didn't know that. Yeah. That's, that, that's oh what. Um, and then uh, sheep's wool, they, they'll get the lanolin out of the wool and, and use that as a, a skin softener and, and hydrator. Uh, it's very, very good. But, you know, it's not vegan because it, and it doesn't hurt the animal. They're, they're just, you know, shearing the wool and they make lanolin out of the wool. Um, but those are those are uh, two things that, you know, have been used for kind of centuries, probably. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, you know, I changing a little bit the subject about some of the products that I saw at the at the summit. I was really impressed with the vegan leather that's made out of cactus. <laughs> yeah. And mushroom. Did you see the mushroom purses? No, I did not see yeah. those. Oh, yeah. my God. I'm going to have to follow up with a lot of these companies. It's impressive. Like right now, I, you know, I'm sort of moving into that minimalist space. Uh -huh. So I'm not buying a lot of things. Yeah. But then I thought, well, if I can support small businesses and their mission of eliminating, hopefully, you know, moving away from leather purses, which, again, many of them are very beautiful. But when you learn of how they're put together and, yeah. and what... I don't even want to talk about it because it's so graphic. Um, but yeah, it's very innovative in terms of the technology and the advancements that are made to move away from testing and relying on animals to being more creative with yeah, products for sure. uh, and other resources. You bring up such a good point, Maya. I, I think it gives us hope because I see, you know, so many young people in their 20s and 30s and 40s adopting these things. And they're not discovering them in their 50s and 60s like me. They're they're really advocating. My children are, are are really advocating for that. And it's just really beautiful to see, you know, those those kinds of changes in our society. Because it's just raising our group consciousness as we become more aware of that, you know, animal suffering and human suffering. As we start looking at our food source, I mean, you know, it's they spent billions of dollars trying to tell us that smoking was good for you. And right now, the cattle, the dairy, the chicken, all of those industries are spending hundreds of millions of dollars a year to tell us that their food is good for us. And it's not good for us. It's killing us and it's killing the planet. And, you know, the amount of I'm just going to call it BS media that goes out to say that sustainable uh, plant based agriculture is going to cause more damage to the earth and use more water is just utter nonsense. You know, the, the real studies and facts are out there. There was a, a recent thing I'm going to jump around here a little bit about alcohol. 
alcohol is a neurotoxin, period. You know, uh, uh, Dr. Uberman at Stanford University has a very clear cut pad- podcast on that about the effects on your brain. You, you know, if you want to shrink your brain and have dementia, drink alcohol. Um, <laughs> you, you know, it's proven. Uh, but there are 700 false bogus studies that show that having a drink a day or one drink a week is good for you. One drink a week equates to a 15% rise in cancer, period. All callers mortality up 15% one drink a week. But we're, you know, uh, brainwashed with our entire society into thinking that's a good thing. So to think for yourself and to realize I'm in control, not the doctors, not the medicine. I can heal myself, you know, other than getting your arm cut off. I want to go see a doctor. Um, but in terms of some of these things that, you know, the the group think is it's all OK and the group think is changing. Uh, Gary V talks about the fact that he thinks the fastest growing trend is going to be mocktails, like becoming a trillion dollar industry because younger people aren't drinking as much because they realize they don't like feeling like that when they wake up after a big night. You know, that's supposed to be a thing of pride. Oh, my God. You know, I'm not going to I'm never going to drink again. And then 6 p.m. You're back at the bar. So the, the fact that, you know, alternative sources of alcohol consumption are being considered that's group consciousness being raised. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Sorry. Yeah, so am I. The uh, I, too, was uh, really impressed and, and surprised that there's this sober, curious moving, movement that's happening. And I've met younger people that have never had a drink in their right? lives. And that's a personal choice. It's like yeah. they see through the BS and the marketing, especially women are heavily marketed to uh, with this mommy juice. And right. <laughs> There are so many things that are very surprising to me in terms of, um, you know, how how we're targeted. So, yeah. And I love his uh, Huberman. I love his podcast, too. Yeah, it's, he's brilliant. Great stuff. Can so I give really? a uh, can I give a shout out? Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Shameless shout out to uh, or humble humble brag on Sarah. My better half. She's got a uh, Instagram handle called Sips of Clarity. And it's all about not drinking and alternatives to not drinking. And she, her journey had taken her, you know, she's from England. So a lifetime of, you know, socially start drinking when you're 15 in the pubs with your parents and everything else to, you know, coming to the conclusion that there was another path for her and she's on that path. And so now she's advocating for people who are on that journey. And it's beautiful to see like much. I've had a lot of effect on a lot of my friends on the eating side. Um, and getting their their uh, diets under control, she's been able to do the same thing on the drinking side. So those are two big passions of ours. That is awesome. You know, okay, so we're going to put a link in the show notes so oh, to cool. follow her and explore. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yes, I'm coming on, uh, I would say July 4th will be one year since I've had any wine. I like. Yeah, so That's amazing. I'm calling myself sober. Although my husband was like, you know, you weren't really, you didn't really have a problem. And I say, well, everybody is different. I know that I, as I continue to grow in this space of health and wellness, I wanted to optimize my health. I started to learn just like exactly what you're saying, Chris, that, you know, my risk for breast cancer, my risk for Alzheimer's and other complications will go, will continue to grow as I age and if I continue to consume alcohol. A hundred percent. 
But I didn't know that. I had no idea because of the misinformation I would hear on television, for example, that doctors recommend one glass of wine a day. Right. And the most I could really do would be two glasses a day because I'm very sensitive and I'm I'm a control freak. So I need to be in control of everything. But at the same time, it would help me relax. And um, probably my heavier drinking days were in my 30s. Sure. Not so much now, of of course, but uh, I learned a long time ago that I cannot have tequila because (laughs) the Mexican in me comes out. And so, (laughs) but um, I, I love supporting sobriety and people's journeys. And nowadays, Chris, there are even different types of approaches, um, not necessarily like AA that people go and sit in AA, but there are sobriety coaches. There are yeah. different coaches that support you in changing those limiting beliefs that cause you to drink, for example. Have, and I had a um, just one more thing. I no, had, no, please. I, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes as well. I had another individual who comes from the wine industry. She and her husband produce wine, not themselves, but they have this company. And she started uh, a whole line of non-alcoholic wine when she herself had a health issue and realized she couldn't drink wine and created a whole line of non-alcoholic wine where it's either, I guess they have two approaches, which is one, the alcohol was never in it. And the other one is they de-alcoholize the wine. They remove the alcohol. And um, although, of course, I so I tried some. I had her on the show, loved it. Um, some are more like sweet teas, but right. um, anyway, I still have to move away from so much sugar. So yeah. <laughs> I still have to be concerned about that. But there's a whole world that is opening up. There are dry bars that are popping up. It's incredible. Uh, uh, yep, a hundred percent. I don't know if you've heard of the book, um, but but a big inspiration for Sarah was this book called "This Naked Mind" by Annie Grace. I. Th- want to say I read it. Oh my God, I'm getting chills. Yeah. I know the title. In, in, in my journey in supporting her, I, I basically was cutting my drinking down to one or two a month. And much like you, you know, and and use the word, your husband said you didn't have a problem. Nobody has a problem there. It's whether they're drinking one or two or 10 or whatever, but it's, it's that the, that it seems if you want to stop, People say, what's wrong with you, right? So you're kind of getting judged for not drinking. And it's kind of interesting, you know, if you were going to line out some crack on the table and snort it, people people would say, what, what are you doing? But God forbid you go to the bar and not have a drink and they say, what's wrong with you? It's like, hold on a second. You guys are all drinking the neurotoxin. I'm just having uh, a little, you know, uh, soda with a squeeze of lime here. <laughs> I think that congratulations to Sarah and yeah. congratulations to you to for supporting her. And I yeah. know I, I, you're going to add more, but I just wanted to also say that that first time that you go on vacation and don't, right? and not, you're not drinking on the plane or at the vacation spot, yeah. it's like a paradigm shift, just like when you change how you eat. You're exactly. like, wait a minute. The first time you go to a nightclub or a concert and you're not drinking. I remember and, all of those. Right. Because you and have this thing- promo. You like you think you're going to miss out and you're sitting there and then your mind wraps yourself around it and you go, hey, man, I'm, I'm cool just being here. I'm cool being present. I don't need That's anything. Right. And the funny thing is that, you know, they say that some people white knuckle these experiences. I literally sometimes go, oh, my God, I'm not drinking. 
like it ju- you just forget like you go on with life yeah. and you just completely forget um but those first experiences really stand out and when i think of uh no one pressures me because i don't have those people in my life that are like come on just one glass won't hurt you i don't have that but i will say that sometimes when i do reflect on these things if if we want to use a glass of wine or two or whatever your preference is to drink to celebrate there are plenty of opportunities to be drinking every single day. <laughs> so right? it's five o'clock everywhere, any time of the day. Look, <laughs> look at the commercial. It's not a celebration unless you have a drink. You can't watch football, baseball, basketball, wedding. You can't do anything unless you're drinking, which is That's right. we're brainwashed. Again, we're brainwashed. And, you know, I want to I'm kind of going to rewind back to that point that we were talking about the, that you brought up, which was so important about all these studies. There are studies for and there are studies against. And what, you know, the tobacco industry's big ploy was just put enough misinformation out there so you don't know what to do, because if you don't know what to do, you'll do nothing, which means you're going to keep doing what you've been doing. And so be wise, wake up, you know, find an Uberman out there, find some people who actually have truth, find, you know, nutritionfacts.org so you can read about what, you know, a high fat diet actually does to you. And read these things and then see what the, you know, then make a decision for yourself, not what's based on the ad. You know, to your point about uh, higher risk of breast cancer, not sure if you're aware of this. It's in the documentary, I think, What the Health, where if a woman has breast cancer and she survives it and she continues to eat dairy, within Mm -hmm. five years, 50% of women will get a secondary cancer, either related or unrelated to the first cancer. If they continue to consume dairy, dairy is full of growth hormones. Imagine it's full of the injectable hormones and then the hormones that are in milk. And that's what you're making yogurt out. And and by the way, you know, I don't want to throw the stone, but I'm going to throw the stone. Susan B. Komen is funded by Yopale Yogurt, maker of dairy yogurt. Yes, I do know that. (laughs) Breast cancer. I don't understand that. I don't understand that. But it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I I remember wanting to support her. And then I started when I started learning about this, I thought, oh, well, isn't that interesting that the same thing foods that cause women to, you know, risk, well, they increase the risk for breast cancer, the same organization is partnering with them. So I don't understand. Uh, I wanted to know a couple of things. How are you finding your consumers, your clients, um, the people that are interested in Chella? I met you at the summit, at the Vegan Women's Summit. Are you going to other conferences, summits, trade shows? So that's the first question. And then tell us, what does Chella consist of? Like uh, what products? Eye makeup? Yeah, sure. Okay, no, great, great questions, Maya. We um, are very active at Chella.com. Um, so we have our own website. Anybody can go to Chella at uh, dot com. Uh, we have a special code for all the listeners today. I think you're going to throw it in your link. It's Chris, my name, 20. So C-H-R-I-S-2-0. And you put that in, you'll get 20% off your first order. We'd love to have you try our products. Um, we are sold to answer that question um, at Four Seasons, Ritz-Carlton, JW Marriott, um, and about 250 plus high-end spas and salons around the country were, um, in fact, getting ready to open, I think, the Omni in Dallas. Uh, we just brought on an incredible sales rep in Dallas. So we do a lot of B2B in the high-end spa salon uh, market. Um, we do direct-to-consumer through Chella.com and Amazon.com. 
We're in about 15, actually about 20 countries through Amazon internationally. So we've got a great footprint internationally. Um, and then we do the, the professional trade shows for B2B. So that ISPA, um, which was the last group I spoke at, uh, we just attended that show in July. So we'll do those shows. And then we were so uh, impressed with Jennifer and uh, Vegan Women's Summit and being a sponsor there. And, and we're, we're hoping to double our footprint uh, next year when it's back out in L.A. on our home turf. Um, so we, we love doing that. And then what do we do? So we're all about brows and eyes. Everything that has anything to do with your eyebrows and eyes, we're um, building that line. And we want to be focused there because there are so many cosmetic companies that do full face makeup that have foundation and blush and lipstick. And that's really not our mission. Kind of the less is more. You know, we've got incredible uh, vegan cruelty free mascaras that are ophthalmologists and dermatologists tested for non-irritation and sensitivity. So if you get burning itchy eyes when you use a mascara, um, and yes. a lot of people do, mm -hmm. you know, we, we've got probably the cleanest formula out there for non-irritation and people are raving about it. Uh, we've got this really cool deluxe heated eyelash curler that is, um, recharges with the lithium battery with the same cell phone charger you have. So I don't know, a lot of women use those crimpers, to curl their lashes and they break and tear their lashes out. This is just a wand, like a little, you don't grab your lashes, you just roll, curl and hold up against your eyelid and it lasts all day. So that's a lot of fun. And then we've got the eyeshadow. So so we, you showed the mascara earlier. That's a little mini mascara um, mm -hmm. that, that we you got at yeah. the show. Oh, there's your cute and little telling. So this is really cute. If you're watching the video, you'll see that I'm holding up this cute little bag. You were giving these away to the attendees. And yeah. I'm going to actually do a separate video, sort of like a little unboxing Lovely. Uh, where I open it. So it hasn't been opened because I'm saving that for a, um Instagram video. But <laughs> tell us. So great job on the packaging Thank and um, giving us samples so that we can try it at home. And yes, the eyelash curler that you're referring to. Uh, they also pinch your eyelids sometimes if you're not doing it correctly. So correct. Yeah. Dangerous. Yeah. Very aggressive. So um, I'm going to save the best for last. So we got the mascara, the curler. You showed the eyeshadow. That's a little mini eyeshadow. We have deluxe palettes that are replaceable. So you don't have to throw it away. You can buy the replacement palette to put in there. Um, so we got great eyeshadows. We've got um, really the heart of our liners, eyebrow pencils. So to fill in your brows, that's the quickest, easiest way is do a little brow fill. And all of a sudden you look like you've, you've got makeup on. It's kind of the no makeup makeup look with nine shades. So we cover the entire rainbow of hair color and skin tones. Um, so we've got the, the right brow shade for you. Then we've got an eyebrow cream, which is basically waterproof. You can go swimming in that, take a shower, take a sauna, and your brows have not melted. They're going to be completely on your face with our eyebrow cream. So those are two products to fill. We have a clear eyebrow gel. We call that define. So you define your eyebrows in place and keep them in place. And then we have six shades of highlighter pencil. Two of the six are shimmers. So you get these cute little shimmer shades. And then those shades help your skin tone and really fill, kind of fill in any gaps above or below the brows and really make your brows pop, uh, but in a natural way. So yeah, um, <laughs> yeah that, that's really the extent of the line uh, as it stands today. Oh, oh, and an amazing Lush Balm cleanser that um, is, is primarily about 75, 80% uh, olive oil and limonene. So all natural olive oil and lemon to clean your face. So you clean oil with oil. 
you know, uh, your face is made of oil and you put water on it, it's going to repulse it. But oil will dissolve oil and dirt on your face. And the olive oil has got so many beneficial natural uh, ingredients that will go in and heal your skin and hydrate your skin. And then as does the limonene as a cleaning agent. So it kind of foams up and washes off and leaves your skin super moist. It's an incredible uh, makeup remover and skin hydrator for either oily, dry or combo skin. So that's a real, yeah. we call it our lush balm. It's lush. Awesome. I also saw that. So I had Vikas Garg. I interviewed him yesterday and I, oh. he's the founder of a billion, the app. And so I downloaded the app and saw that your product is there now as well. So people are sharing. I don't know if you knew that. If you yes. Yeah. No, Vikas and his company are great. They're, they're the lead yeah. sponsor. And, uh, yeah, he's wonderful. That's right. And we, ha so we'll put the link for the Amazon store or that you're listed on Amazon as well as just chella.com. And yeah. what are some of your consumers, uh, some of your users, what are they saying about the product? Yeah, we're very, very lucky. Um, we, we've got, I think, 10,000 reviews on our website amongst all the products. Um, I think that, the, the, uh, of course, they love it, right? Uh, I think the real testament is that we have over 500 customers who have bought 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 times from us. So once you fall in love with Cella, you won't find anything as good. And you're, you're really going to be very, very happy with the quality. That's the number one thing for us is we have to make incredible products that people will fall in love with and want to share with their friends. And it's clean beauty and it's vegan. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're so grateful for our customers. They're incredible. We 10,000 plus reviews on our website. And uh, it's generally about the product and how it makes them look and feel. And that's our goal. We want you to feel and look your best and, and know that you, you know, you've got a high quality product that you can really be proud of. Yeah, I can actually tell you that my mascara, the one and I try different ones, I usually always end up with very irritated eyes and I wear I wear contacts, which actually right. makes it even worse because oh, my eyes so feel hard. heavy. Yeah, you can tell it's a little bit red. So I'm going to try your product. And Can't wait to hear the works. review. I know, right? I'm, I should do that. I should do a before and after. Like yeah, a, a please. Few days after, a week after and see and tell my listeners. But if we haven't given you listeners enough reasons to try ch uh, Chella, what else would you like to tell them about uh, a Chella in general? Well, just that as a company, um, we've got an incredible team of employees um, and our vendors and our support people that are all aligned in this mission about clean uh, vegan beauty and being able to make a difference in your life that matters, you know, helping you transform and manifest. And it's it's really more than makeup. It's it's really about wanting you to look and feel your best and, and for us to help you on that journey that that you're limitless. Anything that you want is possible. And it's about staying positive in that regard. And um, yeah, we're, we're just so grateful for all of our customers and my, as particularly for you today for giving us this opportunity to be on your channel and meet your customers and meet your fans and, and, and to commend you for the incredible work that you're doing, enlightening people and bringing this invaluable knowledge into their lives. Yeah, well, it's my pleasure. It's I mean, it's about health, right? Like we're helping people and we're also helping uh, to move away from products that may be tested on animals or that may not be as healthy for us, especially if we tend to have allergies or reactions to certain makeups. We're taking care of ourselves by having makeup that feels good on our skin. So it's been a pleasure. Would you like to share um, any more links, social media? Is it all under Chella? Oh, great, great uh, call out, Maya. If you want to follow us on social, it's all under Chella Beauty. 
So all of our customers are Chella Beauties. So just Chella Beauty for IG, for Facebook, for YouTube, um, and for TikTok. And then uh, to purchase directly from us, it's Chella.com. Okay. And don't forget Chris 20 so we can save you some money. Oh, that's right. Chris 20. Yeah. We'll put that link. Uh, okay. We'll put that in the show notes as well. It's been so much fun. I feel like I can, I can speak with you for hours. Oh, I'm going to see you, you next year. I'm going to be in LA for the, women, the Vegan Women's Summit. I can't wait. Uh, by then, I'm sure I will be a heavy consumer of your product. <laughs> but <laughs> we're, we're going to be in Dallas yeah. um, and next month. So if you're, you're, you're headquartered in Dallas, we are, I don't know how well you know the area, but we're in the central Dallas area, not far from North Park Mall. Okay. Um, yeah, I know where that is. Yeah. Um, yeah, my, yeah. Son, my son lives in Flower Mound, so we're going to be staying out there, but we'll, we'll, oh. let's get together. Yeah, let's stay in touch. This okay. has been so wonderful. Thank you so much, Chris, again, for speaking with our listeners about, about Chella. Thank That's you. Lovely. Thank you. Take care. Cheers. You've been listening to the Healthy Lifestyle Solutions podcast with your host, Maya Acosta. If you've enjoyed this content, please share with one friend who can benefit. You can also leave us a five-star review at ratethispodcast.com forward slash HLS. This helps us to spread our message. As always, thank you for being a listener.